Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hello, moviegoers, and welcome to the first annual Duty Awards, brought to you by Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. That's right, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goddamn awards show. <laughs> I am so excited. Me too. Clearly. The first annual duties. The first annual duties. <laughs> That's right, baby. We are... Gonna be talking about our favorite movies from 2018, bro. I am. I mean, this is this is what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? This is what it's all about. What are we like four or five episodes deep on our podcast? We already have our own goddamn <laughs> award show. <laughs> Could it get any better? I think not. You don't make movies for the art. No, you make movies so you can land up on a top ten list for a podcast. Yeah. That's why you do it. <laughs> yeah, man. You want to hear what the guy on the futon thinks about your critically acclaimed flick. We know that right now, the whole Writers Guild is anticipably waiting. Biting their fucking nails. <laughs> Just cannot wait to hear what we have to say. But no, this is going to be a little bit different of an episode. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. Me too. Like, really, like, I've been looking forward all week. To record in this episode. Dude, you've been looking forward basically all year, not just to this episode, <laughs> but like you have seen, I mean, I guess our listeners are going to find out real fast that you've seen a, a few more movies than me this year. We're close last though. year. It, you got closer oh, over the last day. I went fucking gangbusters yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yester goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went on a, a binge. I watched... Eight and a half movies within 24 hours. I gave Sky a stack of uh, Blu-rays from all movies this year. And I was like, hey, these are ones that should probably hit. They're either like polarizing movies or I really like them. Right. Which may have been a spoiler to which movies I enjoyed this year and stuff like that. But yeah, I was like, you should hit these. You gave those to me like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I gave them to you probably like three weeks ago. And I watched all of them yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I was like sitting at home. I was like, damn, he's not going to see like any of them. Like you've watched one of them. And then yes, this morning you were yeah. like, what watched... was the one that I, the first one I watched that you gave me? I don't even remember now. You watched upgrade really early. Oh, right. Upgrade. And you watched, and you watched thoroughbreds really early. Thoroughbreds was, I think the first one we yeah. knocked out, but yeah, there was still a lot left. And then you knocked I got a text from you today. You're like, I watched seven movies and I'm on Roma now. I was like, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had, I had eight movies. Eight movies as of yesterday. Started with it. Um, 
the night before, like late, 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 like eleven o'clock. I watched. I was just like, sure, I'll watch this like two hour, ten minute movie. <laughs> watched that, and then watched another movie. Well, started to watch another movie right after it, and then I finished it the next morning, which was brilliant on my. I liked. Part. I liked getting the text in between movies because I could tell how you were feeling based on those movies. <laughs> oh, dude, I, you know what? I'll go into. I'll go into like when those movies, if any of those movies come up, yeah. Talk about like some of my messages. I think, <laughs> yeah. I was just like recapping you on my progress. I was like four movies deep. I want to kill myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm really excited for this. Yeah. I've seen a lot of movies. I feel like you've seen not you obviously not as many, but you've seen a good amount of movies compared yeah. to probably the normal moviegoer. Yeah, I mean, maybe especially so. considering maybe so. you really hadn't seen that many before we started the podcast. Yeah, before we started the podcast, I maybe had like six movies under my belt, and yeah. like five of them were Marvel related. <laughs> now you you've got a you've got a good amount, and you've got a good mix. I think now the the year before two thousand seventeen, the only movies I saw in theaters were Marvel movies. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And now this year, I'm all like, I guess I'll watch something that's not comic book related. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I have to. I mean, you are a movie critic. Yeah, officially. Official movie critic. Ladies and gentlemen, we are professionals. That's why we're hosting an award show. The first annual duties. <laughs> duties. <laughs> Maybe, do you, how about, um, should we tell the people how the duties are going to work? Yeah, I think they need to know, considering if they didn't know, then that would be fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the duties, we're not going to have a lot of wild categories. We're just going to make it real simple for you. Colin and I have each made our own top 10 list, right? Yep. But we also made a bottom 10 Mm -hmm. for the year. So we will each be giving out two awards tonight. Our number one on our top list for 2018 will receive the duty for us. We will each have our own duty, presumably. We might not have the same movies. But our bottom list, number one on our bottom list, will receive a duty. Ooh. And you don't want to get a duty. You don't want to get a duty. You want a duty. You want to get the duty. The duty is good, but the duty is bad. <laughs> it's really bad. You don't want a duty. You want a duty. Yeah. You don't want a duty. I mean, we really streamlined this for people. Yeah, we tried to make it really simple for you guys. So a duty. D-U-D-E-Y. Yep. Is the good one. Because we're two dudes. Two dudes movie reviews. Yeah. So you get the duty. But if your movie was shit, you get a duty. You know, like a duty. Like a fucking turd. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that kind of boils it down for you guys. So you should understand when we're saying duty, which one we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, who do you think's going to take home the duty tonight? You know, tweet us. Won't matter. This isn't live. But, you know. Seriously, though, this is probably actually a good episode to get some fan reaction because I'm sure yeah, other people like other people. movies, you know, better, you know, certain movies better than we did and stuff yeah. like that. Tell us who gets your duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are you giving your duty to? Yeah. I also think before we get into that part, our lists are based more on personal preference yeah. than it's it's full blown like based on like opinion and total bias. Well, I'm sure like cinematography and like obviously like story, like that's all gonna play into why we liked a movie. Yes. But we're we're gonna be snubbing like quite a lot of movies. Yeah, like especially me. I've only seen like twenty eight movies now. There are movies that are on my list or off my list that are phenomenal movies 
that if you're going strictly just based on how good of a film they are, they should definitely be in the top 10. Right. Another thing we're doing is we are ranking out every single movie we saw this year. So even though we're only talking bottom 10 and top 10, the rest of the list will be put on Instagram. Yep. So we're follow us on Instagram. Posting it up there. You can get the entire list. I've seen 110 movies this year. I've seen 28. So I almost got you. <laughs> I was right there. But if you want... I almost squeeze it out the last day. If you want Sky's middle four and you want my middle 90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to under-deliver. You can go to Instagram, though. But I actually think that's that's cool. And then if you've messaged us, we can give our reasoning why we like certain things better than other ones. I mean, like I said, it's a lot of personal preference, but... Yeah, I do take things like cinematography and sound design, all that stuff, into yeah. account. I but... think all of that's going to play into the general enjoyability of a film anyways. Mm-hmm. Another thing that actually played like a decent role in me placing my movies was my like movie-watching theater experience. Yeah. Certain I... movies, that actually played a big role. Like For sure. The like... amount of fun that I had watching this thing plays a big role. We should get that out of the way before we get comments like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I'll take the what the fuck comments. It's cool to hear you guys out there. Yeah. We're open to everybody. We're pretty chill dudes. And <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, so Oscar nominations came out last week. Yep. We're going to get into that, go over all the categories, at least most of the categories, the ones that we can give our opinion on. Right, and which then... I can give far less opinion on because I'm sure a lot of these categories are like a bunch of like really smart artsy movies that I'm like, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Never heard about that. What the fuck is that? You talking about Bumblebee? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Holmes and Watson is not nominated for Best Movie of the Year? What? <laughs> All right, well, at least got supporting role, right? I thought you were going to do like the Tim Allen Home Improvement. Now, now, now. So yeah, we'll be talking Oscars going through. I'll be giving a prediction. Sky, do you think you can give I'll a prediction? Chime in. I'll yeah. chime in with uneducated opinions. There you go. That's that's the best kind of opinion I like. Yeah, I may as well. The best kind of opinion that I like. Good. So there's other opinions <laughs> there's that I like, but, that, opinions but, there's, like, but, but that's I don't like them as much one. that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. We should put out a top a top 10 list of your favorite opinions. <laughs> opinions that I like. That yes. you like. Yeah, yeah. Then we could do like top opinions that I dislike. Or your bottom opinions <laughs> that you do like. <laughs> This is off the rails <laughs> immediately. You want to just get into it? We're not doing a trailer park segment today. We've already got a full show, so yeah, no trailer park. Yeah, we're gonna keep this show fairly lighter compared to like what we normally do, and you know, just rank, I mean, rank these bitches out. We're each talking twenty movies. I feel like that's a a lot of content. Yeah, that's enough for everybody. That should uh... <laughs> yeah. This is actually the first time I've ever done this, but I watched the show that plays for them to announce the Oscar nominations. Oh, you're a loser. no it was actually i was awake during the time that they show it they show it really early in the morning what time uh well in california where it's filmed it's five in the morning so it was eight over here oh wow why do they why do they do it so early over there i really don't know but uh there's dawn anyone to see kumail nanjani was one of the hosts and he oh that's cool like yeah he's great yeah i like him a lot the entire time though he's basically just like okay for this nomination we're doing this and it's still early because he, he said he got like two hours of sleep, so he was like, yeah. you could tell he was shot doing it. It was it was pretty funny. Uh, let's start off with this one, because I feel like you could give a little bit of, a, of an opinion on this one. Hit me with it. Animated feature film. Oh, yeah. I saw a few of those. Incredibles 2. Didn't see that. Isle of Dogs. Saw that. Mirai. What? I haven't seen that one. Me neither. Couldn't find it. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Didn't see it. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Saw it. Yeah. So do you want do you want my opinion or do you want my prediction? Give both. It's what actually the same for this one. I'm yeah. gonna say Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That is what I have winning it as well. Cause 
they did such cool stuff that no one ever done yet. And I, Isle of Dogs was one of the movies that I saw in this 24-hour movie marathon. Didn't do it for me. <laughs> I think this is a two-horse race. It's either Incredibles 2 or it's Spider-Man. Yeah, that's tough because it's like Sony versus Disney, and Disney like really gets fluffed by the Academy. Yeah, the they Academy really, really loves puff Disney. That, chub. that being said, um, Spider-Man did win the Golden Globe. Right. That has that behind it. And I think just based on you know the critics and critical acclaim, yeah. I think Spider-Man did better. Okay. But I mean, just in terms of an animated movie, it's an original movie. It's not a sequel. So right. all new character models. This is, you know, from the ground up. Spider-Man looks unlike any other- Super unique. Animated movie, yeah. I mean, I cannot say enough good things about it. I really liked Incredibles too, but me personally, Spider-Man was on- Another level. Dope. Anything else on that? You want to get keep going? Keep going. This one, I know you can give input on. Visual effects. Avengers Infinity War. I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> you have dipped my toe in that pool. Oh, yeah. Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. <laughs> Poo. Poo. <laughs> First Man. Okay. Ready Player One. Mm. Solo, A Star Wars Story. Ugh. I've seen three out of these five movies. Yeah, fuck, man. That's kind of tough. I, I mean, I really liked Ready Player One, but the visual effects of Ready Player One as compared to <clears throat> Infinity War, they're doing such different things. Like, Ready Player One gets away with more because it's supposed to look like a video game, so yep. it doesn't need to look real. Mm -hmm. Whereas Infinity War does a really good job with, like, the blend of, like, practical effects and special effects, like the, you know, CGI stuff. So I'll give you an argument for both of them. I do agree with what you said with Ready Player One. Yeah. It doesn't have to look real for the majority of the movie. It's right. in a video game. They can get away with a lot. That being said, there is a scene where they recreate The Shining that is fucking amazing. Yeah, that is great. That, that is one of my favorite sequences of any movie this year. It brought year. me so much joy when that scene was happening. Like, I was like giggling like a little girl. I was like, and I was like genuinely like laughing because it was like, Funny. It was funny. And yeah, it was really cool. Now, in defense of the Avengers, almost that entire movie is filmed in front of a green screen. Right. And who you can argue is your main character, the villain, is an entire CG character. Right. I think Avengers is going to win it. Agreed. Yeah. But also, I can't turn my back against my boys <laughs> and girls. All right. So now we're getting into some good shit. Here we go. The nitty gritty. Cinematography. Okay. I haven't seen two of these movies. Wow, we found some you haven't seen. Yeah. Haven't seen Cold War. Okay. I haven't seen Never Look Away. Me neither. The it's favorite, Roma, and A Star is Born. Well, I guess I have to say Roma. It's the one I've seen the most of, but I, it, it is genuinely like awesome and like so visually appealing to like sit through and watch. I think Roma is going to win that one. Yeah. I think The Favorite could give it a run for its money. Okay. But I think Roma's winning that. Yeah. That's honestly, that's in my opinion, the way that it like transitions through from scene to scene and just throughout the scene in itself. Like I was saying earlier, like it's, it looks like a lot of it is just like one shot. And it's a lot of like spinning through the house room to room. And just like, it's such like a big open, like I said, I don't know if it's like a set or I don't know if they built that house for the movie or if they just found a house that was just like, it's fucking perfect. Like, it looks so cool, and, like, the way that they move through scenes is, like, just so beautiful. Yeah. Roma is definitely, like, a film lover's film. Yeah. Roma's got my, my vote for cinematography. 
Fuego, we did it. Original screenplay, The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Well, you tell me what you think, because you know the only movie I've seen out of these is Half, half of, of Roma. Roma. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm basing it off of half of a movie. I'm going The Favorite on it. Wow, so this one, this movie did a lot for you then when you saw it. Like, you really liked this one. Interested to see where it might fall if it's even on your top 10. No yeah. spoilies. No spoilies. I do like it. It's another film lover's film, I think. Yeah. Very, very dry humor in it. So you're saying it's not for dum-dums. It's not for dum-dums. It's not for your casual moviegoer dum-dum. For me personally, I think the writing in The Favorite is better than Roma. Ooh. Roma, for me, hits me more on a cinematography, sound design level. Super artsy. Yeah, very artsy. It hits me more on that than a story level. The Favorite, I think, has a better story than, than Roma. Got you. I also think that all those movies, I think, except for Vice, have a shot at that. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Best director, Fonza Caron for Roma. Roma. Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Adam McKay for Vice. Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite. Powell. Powell. I can't pronounce that. Nailed it. What movie is he? Palakowski. Cold War. That's the other one I didn't watch. Okay. So Roma, Black Klansman, Vice, The Favorite, and Cold War. I'm going to say that Adam McKay deserves nothing because he had hands on Holmes and (laughs) Watson. (laughs) So I don't care how good any other fucking movie he's done is. He put out, if he put out the, if that movie wins every Oscar, Vice he did, right? If that wins every Oscar, I I don't care if he put out the best movie of last year and the worst movie of last year. You put out Holmes and Watson, you fuck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah really. i don't think he was the director but like it is like he his, is yeah his production company like you had you could have stopped it he you, has ties to that thing yeah like you shit so he doesn't deserve it i don't care how good that movie is yeah i guess i have to say roma because it's the only one that i saw and just from what i saw like it's beautifully shot like it just it clearly has a vision throughout i've got roma winning it as well cool yep best supporting actress amy adams for vice marina di tavara Roma, Regina King for If Beale Street Can Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Weiss for The Favorite. Two actresses from the same movie are nominated for Supporting Actress. Well, wait, I thought Emma Stone was the leading actress for no. The Favorite. Well, I actually think that's a little weird. Well, I think Emma Stone is the main character, Yeah, but there's someone else who's nominated for Best Lead Actress from The Favorite. Okay, so well, I guess we'll they get didn't, there. Yeah, so apparently they didn't agree. But that's I just would, falling down to where they land on the call sheet. I guess so. I would agree that Emma Stone is the main character in that movie, though. Okay. Um, I have no opinion. I haven't seen any of them. I'm going Regina King if Beale Street could talk. She's really fucking good in it. Yeah. I also liked Amy Adams in Vice. Okay. Yeah. I think Amy Adams tends to get a bad rep, but I like her. I like her, too. I have no, I have no beef with her. Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz are really good also, but... It's kind of hard having two actresses from the same movie nominated. I feel like you might split votes there. Yeah. And uh, decision. Yeah, I'm going to go Regina King. But she was really good in it. Best supporting actor, Mahershala Ali, Green Book, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell in Vice. Again, saw none of them, so (laughs) you take it away. I just want to say that I really, really liked Sam Rockwell in Vice as George Bush. I love Sam Rockwell Me too. in general. He's he won last hilarious year. He, and he's amazing. He won last year for Supporting Actor. He in what? Uh, three Billboards. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's really good in that. I'm going Mahersha Ali for Green Book. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He's in two things this year that I really liked. He's that, and then he was Uncle uh, Aaron in um, Spider-Man this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Two completely different characters. Yeah, for real. Best actor in a leading role. Christian Bale for Vice. 
Yep. Bradley Cooper, Starsborn. Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. I didn't see that. Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody and Viggo Mortensen for Lord of the Rings. No, for Green Book. <laughs> <laughs> and now my impression of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> now I want him to win the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, just for that. Yeah. Um, didn't see any of them, but holy shit, man. Just to talk about Christian Bale for a second. The shit that he puts his body through just for movies. Insane. Is nuts. He looks fucking exactly like Chaney in that. It's crazy. And I saw like a picture of the side by side of him in the movie and real Dick Cheney, and I'm like, how the fuck did he do that? He just becomes the characters. He it's plays. not even like a it's ton insane. of makeup. They're not putting like prosthetics on him. Like he just changes his body into the shape of the person he's playing. It makes yeah. no I mean, fucking sense. They they do use you know makeup and prosthetics and oh, stuff yeah, like there's that. There's a little, but but, but yeah. no, he like he got fat for that. <laughs> like yeah, he like, got geez. gross for that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's crazy. If we were doing like makeup and stuff like that, I would have Vice winning makeup. Got you. I really liked Christian Bale. I think Remy Malek's gonna win it for Bohemian Rhapsody, playing Freddie Mercury. Okay. He won the Golden Globe. Yeah, I saw that. But also, I think Christian Bale won a Golden Globe because they break them down into categories. So Bohemian Rhapsody oh, was in okay. musical comedy, and then Vice was in drama. Got you. Yeah. So I think they both won it, but it's one or the other. I think. I think Remy Malek's gonna take it. Cool. Best actress in a leading role, Yalitza Aparicio, I think that's how you say it, for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Hmm. I got no opinions. Okay. It's a really strong year for actresses. Like, yeah. I feel like all of these deserve it. Actually, the actress who I think should be nominated and probably would have had a really good chance to win it was Tony Collette for Hereditary. Oh yeah. And I also she was think, amazing. I also think Elsie Fisher for eighth grade was phenomenal. Yeah. I can't speak for the Melissa McCarthy movie, but she made the Happy Time Murders this year. So she yeah. shouldn't even be on here. Like get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> and Olivia Coleman's really good for, for the favorite, but like I said, I think Emma Stone is really the main character of that movie. So I don't know if I would have put her in this as well. But yeah. I really want Lady Gaga to win it though. Oh, okay. Cool. She's really good. All of her performances are live. Just gives a really powerful performance. Her singing is just out of control. Yeah? So good. I should check that out. It's so good. Best Picture, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, The Favorite, Roma, Vice, and A Star is Born. Yeah. Eight movies. And I've seen one of them. (laughs) One and a half half of them. So I will say Black Panther. Do you really do you really think Black Panther should be in this category? No. I like that movie. I don't think it should be in there. No. Here's the thing. As a film, no, I don't. Right. But the Oscars have always been a little bit more the about more politics. politics and there's no denying that Black Panther did a lot on a cultural level. Yes. It's a very important movie. For on like a you know social level, a cultural level, yeah, it's I think huge. For, I think for that, it's got some clout to it. If you're strictly just going on a film, definitely not. Yeah, like I don't know, because that's how I see it, and that was my reaction to the movie when it came out. Was I'm I'm disassociating it from the cultural and like social impact it has, although like 
very important and much needed. And it was like a breath of fresh air to see something so different and like a, a story being told where like you see like characters from Africa being highlighted in such like a positive manner. Cause what you got like Captain Phillips where it's like pirates and stuff. Like generally it's like they're painted as like villains also all like, the time and it's shitty. And it's like, it's that, shitty. It's shitty yeah. that every time there's like a primarily all black lead cast, it's gotta be like a slavery movie. Yeah, or or it's taking place in like the mean streets, and it's got to be like all like gangland yeah, type like, shit. It's, they, it's like, always the same like sh- like that's like the only thing that they can make like that, or that they keep putting you know all black light cast in it, and it's bullshit, right? So so it's cool seeing that difference, but again, if I want to if I'm gonna take that out of it and just watch a movie and just critique it as a movie. I don't think it's best picture quality. No, I don't think so. It's not either. even my favorite Marvel movie. No, it's not. Like that's my issue with it too. Yeah, I think it's I think it's there for the politics mostly. Not to say that it's Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about this without sounding like you're shitting on it. Like it's it's a great movie, like it a lot. I just don't I just don't think it's this I don't think it's the same. Like I don't think it Needs to be in there. I'm gonna say Black Panther isn't even the movie that I have the most issue with being on this list. Who who do you got the most? Is it Vice? No. Oh, who's on who's on the list? You don't think should be there? Bohemian Rhapsody does not deserve to be on this list at all. Wow, shots fired. Yeah. Do do do. Bohemian Rhapsody is a fun movie. Yeah. But other than that, I found it very mediocre. Okay. Like you don't. It doesn't tell you anything you don't already know about Freddie Mercury or the band. And the things that I guess you actually didn't know, you've I found out later that they made them up. Like it's not true. They just made it in the movie. Great. It's uh fucking stupid. <laughs> awesome. And uh, you know, with someone as like eccentric as Freddie Mercury and his past and all that stuff, uh, they probably should have made this movie rated R so they could push some certain things. Yeah. It's PG thirteen. It's very watered down. Gross. Yeah. It's I mean, there's a fucking sing along version in theaters right now. Name me a movie that was nominated for Best Picture that has, that has a, a sing along version, like a bouncing ball. Yeah, like, on come the words. on. <laughs> so, oh god, it's like a little queen's crown that bounces on the words. Yeah, like I mean, if I was making this list, I probably wouldn't have Bohemian Rhapsody on it, and then I probably wouldn't have Black Panther or Vice on there as well. Wow. Yeah. Shots fucking fired. I think this is a three movie race. I think it's between the favorite, A Star Is Born. And Roma. Who do you think's taking it? The favorite. That's. I would have loved Eighth Grade to have been nominated. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Maybe because it wasn't like a big. I mean, not everything on there's like a big studio putting it out, and I don't know. There's, yeah, I don't know why few, that would get. There's a few movies snub. that that I was kind of like, damn, it would have been nice if they could have recognized that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the big I guess winners so far, most nominations from the bottom up. Mary Poppins Returns with four, First Man with four, Green Book with five, Bohemian Rhapsody with five, Black Klansman with six, Black Panther with seven, Vice with eight, A Star is Born with eight, Roma with ten, The Favorite with ten. That's nuts. Yeah. That's seven noms for Black Panther. That's yeah. a comic so, book movie. Mm-hmm. First ever. boil it down. I think it's funny, like, Black Panther is a good movie. Like, I feel like yeah. we're, we're shitting on a little bit. It's it is a really good movie. Yeah, for but sure. But if you look at like The Dark Knight doesn't get nominated for Best Picture. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dark Knight's so fucking good. It's really good. But, yeah, no. I mean, Marvel's got to love that. Oh, I'm Marvel's sure. Marvel's got to love that. Flipping I mean, out. They're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Because now you could reprint those fucking boxes like <laughs> Oscar nominated. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman's his, his stock rises. Michael B. Jordan, his stock rises. And Michael they, B. Jordan is electric in this movie. As he Mike, was. Michael B. Jordan's just fucking on electric. Fire. Yeah, he's just he's, amazing. Ever since Fantastic Four, that reboot, he's been on fire. Yeah. Even in that movie, movie he, was he was on, on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm I mean, I love watching the Oscars. So I I was very excited to see the nominations. Maybe I'll maybe I'll come over with some beers and we'll watch them together. Yeah, that'd be cool. We could do a live episode that gets worse as we go because we'll get drunker, <laughs> and then I'll have to sleep on the futon. Last year, <laughs> last year I uh, I wrote up a whole thing of all the categories, what I wanted to win and what I thought would win because at yeah. times it was different, and I wanted Blade Runner to win best visuals and best cinematography so badly. Yeah. And and it did win both of those, and I celebrated the way I would when I score a goal on hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pumped. That's awesome. Yeah, I think there's a lot. Of, a lot of these movies are deserving. There, there were some. There were a lot of very good movies this year, and I was saying that before we started filming. Or this year had less movies that I love, but this year had way more movies that I liked. I got you. So overall, it was a more enjoyable movie going experience, but nothing quite knocked your socks off yeah as it as it did in 2017 i think if i took my top 10 from last year and my top 10 from this year and combined them and had to make a top 10 maybe seven or eight of the movies from last year would be in the top 10 and maybe only two from this year wow yeah that's saying a lot yeah there's a lot of movies i loved last year and i think that's a perfect segue that we start knocking down these lists so now the question is, do we start with the duty award or the duty award? You think people want to hear about the bad movies first, or do you think they want to hear the good movies first? You know what? I think I think we should start with the bad. That way, when we end this, we leave them on a good note. I don't think we need to waste too much time discussing these garbage movies we're going to talk about. <laughs> that being said, I do like a good amount of my bottom 10. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. only seen 28 movies, so there's going to be movies that I enjoyed on my bottom 10. So before anybody freaks out on me, especially with how I start my bottom 10, considering like all that people know about me from listening, like I don't want to hear it. <laughs> there are half of my bottom 10 I actually really enjoyed watching. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I only saw 28 movies and someone had to be on the bottom. Yeah. Now it's really when you get down to like the last like four or five where you're like, all right, these are the ones that I didn't enjoy as much, yeah. but yeah. you want to start off. You want me to start it off? You start off the bottom 10 list. And then when we get to the best 10 or the top 10, I'll start that one. That okay. Way it's fair. Sounds good. All right. My number 10 worst movie of 2018, The Predator. Nice. There's a lot of hype leading up to that movie, yeah. too. That sucks. The Predator, um, and that's part of the reason. There's a few movies that are higher on my list that are worse movies, I think. Yeah. But this movie, along with a few other ones in my bottom 10, should not have been bad. Yeah. This movie is directed by Shane Black, who... Has made really good movies before, like Iron Man three. Uh, the nice guys love that movie. I was kind of being facetious with Iron Man three. <laughs> I mean, Iron Man three is better than some of the other Marvel movies. Iron Man two, yeah, it's better than that. Better than that. <laughs> he was also though in the first Predator. Like he knows, 
he's been yeah. on set firsthand. He knows what makes these movies so good. And this movie is just a crap CG fest with like unlikable characters. Oh, that, so that, it's like Alien versus Predator. Oh yeah, because I hated that one. The it's first al- yeah, one. it's Alien versus Pre- like it devolves so quickly. There's no stakes in the movie. Nothing is intense. It's uh, a lot of bad jokes. Keegan Michael Key is in the movie, mm-hmm. and basically he just makes your mom jokes for the entire thing. Dope. <laughs> There's some parts that made me laugh, like and stuff, but the fact that it was just this bad and should have been so good. I mean, I love the Predator, and yeah, this is so disappointing. So at That's number a bummer, yeah, at number ten. That's the the predator. My number ten is gonna cause immediate backlash like, immediately. <laughs> is it Black Panther? <laughs> it should have been. No, it's not. It's not. Okay, I was gonna be like, yeesh. My ten least enjoyed <laughs> movie of twenty eighteen, Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, what? I had a feeling you're gonna say that. I really had a feeling. I, you're saying... Coincidentally enough, another... I don't hate it. I like that movie. It's just I, I saw twenty eight movies this year, and yeah. there were. 18 movies I liked a bit more than that. <laughs> it's it's probably this might be a little bit spoilery for um future episodes where we're going to rank out like the MCU, but like it's probably like the weakest movie in phase 3. Yeah. It's it's kind of the weakest Marvel movie we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of like slid slid down my list. Like the more movies I saw, like there was just like a lot of like what you were saying. There were a lot of movies I liked this year, and I pretty much saved my time to only watch like some of the best movies from the year. So this one just kept getting further and further down the list as I was like ranking everything out. And it was yeah, just, like it just happened to keep sliding. Ant Man and the Wasp I thought was very fun as Super well. Super fun. Super yeah, very fun. I'll tell you where it's ranked on my list. Okay, fifty-two. Yeah, that's great. That's half in the half of the pack. It's half uh, of the pack. But, but still, like, it got pushed down by a lot of movies. I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. But I mean, it is a little. Again, my list is hardly an indictment of any of these movies because I like most <laughs> of the movies on the bottom of my list. Number nine. Hit me with it. Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, I stayed away from this one because I felt like if I saw it, it would probably be like in the top three or bottom three of. Of my year or two. Hated this movie. I hated Jurassic World, the first one. Fucking hated that movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it, though. I hated it. Yeah. It made me angry. Like, genuinely angry. And I like Chris Pratt. I like Chris Pratt, too. Hate the direction they're going in. Actually, I shouldn't say hate the direction they're going in. I hate the direction they've gone with these movies. Yeah. Because this movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Jurassic World, or Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies ever. Hold the on Lost World... Butts. Is really good. Also, I love the I Lost, like Lost. I World. like the Lost World. Jurassic Park Three kind of sucks. Yeah, but I mean, this is a historic franchise. Yeah, and it came from a book that was very dark. The Jurassic Park movie is toned down from the book because the book is so dark. Yeah, but you know, the movies are, have always been rooted in a very dark tone. Fun fact: the 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 book actually starts with the opening scene from Lost World with, oh, like, with the, the girl with the little dinosaurs like eating the girl Damn. on the island. That's how like the book starts, like the first book. That's crazy. So they actually took the beginning of the book for the beginning for the of the sequel. second movie. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Was cool. <laughs> this movie has one of the worst lines of the year where basically the whole movie people are like, uh, these dinosaurs should probably die. They're, you know, they're 
kind of a problem. And everyone <laughs> and everyone's like, no, 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 no. And then at the end, the characters finally flip and like, you know what? Yeah, they've had their time. The dinosaurs, you know, they were extinct. They really should stay extinct. And they're going to like let them all die in this like gas chamber type thing. And then this little Yikes. girl, this little girl who's a clone, she basically presses the big red button that frees them. And they're like, why'd you do that? And she goes, because they're alive like me. I was uh, like, are you fucking kidding me? That's okay, so, dumb. so the criminals that are in jail be, like for like killing people, they should get out. They're I alive should, like me. Yeah, they're alive like me. I should just let them out then, I guess. That makes sense. No, this movie's fucking terrible. My number 9, another movie I did really enjoy this year and again just kept sliding, Blockers. Oh, I liked Blockers a lot. <laughs> I liked Blockers a lot too. <laughs> I really liked that movie. Yeah. But you're on the bottom nine just because I, <laughs> I happen to have seen other movies. Blockers <laughs> is rated higher for me than Ant-Man. Really? Yeah, I've got it at 35. Wow, that one, it was a it was a, a creeper. Yeah, like, it surprised it, me. You did not, I did not expect that to be as good as it was. No, and it me just neither. came up, showed me who's boss. Yeah. Yeah, man, Blockers, number nine for me. My number eight, Hellfest. Oh, is that the um is like a Halloween party type thing and like there's somebody like murdering in there and it's like a haunted house or something like Yeah. It's uh that's unfortunate that that's so low. Um it's cool cool concept. Wifey really wanted to watch it. Yeah, I wanted to see it in theater. I actually I caught it after the fact, but I was looking forward to it. Conceptually, that's a cool idea. A killer in basically haunted houses. It's like so you people can't don't tell. realize yeah. who's actually the killer. Like that's conceptually clever. it's a cool idea. I thought it should have been better, but this movie devolves into just a very generic slasher film. There's almost no characters in it. None of the characters have anything to them. There's no payoff to it. It's it's a bad movie. I Like I said, there's probably a few movies I hated more than it, but I thought the premise of the movie was cool. It could have been done well, and it's just bad. Wow. Very generic. All right. What's your number eight? My number eight, we're going back-to-back John Cena. With Bumblebee. Ooh, man, that that was fun too. (laughs) I like that movie. I told you. I know. (laughs) My bottom list is going to be, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. They're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) This idiot. I could, you know what they'll like, I don't know. Good input. I could see see some people though disliking it. Yeah. You know, you Um, liked it. I liked it. But there are a lot of similar similarities to E.T. I know some people were very bothered by it. It wouldn't surprise me for some people to put it towards the bottom of their list, just based on the fact that some people have had it very derivative of other movies and it's got the stigma of a transformers movie in it. So yeah, I, you know, I, I could see it being on the bottom of, of someone's list. It wasn't, wasn't on mine. It was middle of the pack. I'm not going to look for where it was, but it was middle of the pack for me. What do you have for number seven? <laughs> number seven, the Meg. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I did not see this movie, but boy, have I seen clips. <laughs> it is, yeah, it looks like a stinker, but it, it at least looks like one of those fun stinkers. Was it Was it at least that? Did you get some relief out of watching it? No. Great, I'll avoid it, I guess. <laughs> I Actually, this is the first movie I saw with my girlfriend in theaters. Yeah. <sighs> Man, it was rough. Damn. I was trying to be very like polite during it, because I didn't want to be like, this movie fucking sucks, and just be like a grump the whole time. Yeah. But towards the like the maybe like twenty minutes later, something happened in the movie that was just so bad and I literally put my hand on my forehead and just went like fuck. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't I can't do it anymore. I can't hold this in. My number seven had a similar moment of like something happens towards the end and you're like, fuck. But not like it's definitely weird. It's sorry to bother you. Oh, okay. 
again, I liked the movie. I think in on for the most part, definitely gets real weird when you see horse cocks <laughs> <laughs> flapping around. You're like, what just happened? But it's a cool movie. I did I did enjoy it. Um, again, my bottom ten. There's some decent movies on there. So my bad. Sorry to bother you. I think is also lower on my list. I had the same reaction. It goes off the rails very quickly. But up until that, it's awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, like really cool movie. There's I some really things like I didn't they... like about. It. I didn't really like some of the transitions between scenes and stuff like that. They use some weird like crossfades and shit like that that I wasn't a big fan of. But yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. I hear. I literally, I think I told you that movie ended, and I heard a lady in the theater go. That was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> She's amazing. We need to have her on the show. <laughs> Number six. Number six. Rampage. I forgot that movie came out. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, that was on HBO. I should watch that. I mean. <laughs> I should have watched that instead of some of the movies I watched in the last 24 hours. I mean, who would have thought that a movie based on a game where you're a bunch of dinosaurs who smash buildings yeah. would be bad? I know, right? <laughs> we put the rock in it. Yeah, I mean the rock. You put him in Sh- anything. Should have been fine. He, the only movie he was in this year that I did not watch was Skyscraper, and that looked bad too. Like, the, oh, last year he had a decent year with Jumanji. Yeah, I heard that was like surprisingly like better surprisingly than a lot of okay. Thought. But yeah, this year's meh. Meh. Like that. My number six, actually, is um for a little inside baseball for the listeners. The first movie that we attempted to do for this podcast. It is a lost episode, Overlord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is the beginning of my list where like the movies are maybe not as amazing. I don't I feel like there's gonna be people who might agree with me on some of these movies more so now. This movie I'd say is worth the watch because it is it gets kind of like over the top, but it's worth just watching that opening scene alone. Yeah. Like but honestly, like after that, like if you didn't want to finish the movie, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> care. But that opening s- sequence with like the plane and them dropping, that is fucking awesome. And it looks awesome and it sounds awesome and it's it's really cool. But then after that, it just kind of takes a nosedive. The uh, back half of this movie lost it a lot of points in my book. Yeah. So I was enjoying it a lot. And then the back half is pretty weak. Yeah, for sure. So now now it's my number six. Now we're starting to get into the nitty gritty movies that I actually didn't enjoy as much. Yeah. Well, the movies that I had talked about up until this point, I did not enjoy either. But the next five are on a whole nother level of shit. <laughs> I'm excited. Number five. Yes. <laughs> Truth or dare. What the <laughs> fuck is that? I didn't even I didn't remember hearing about this. Okay, well, this is, is this? a horror movie. Based on the game Truth or Dare. Clever. Is the dare kill yourself? (laughs) Um, The dare is, I'm going to murder you. The way it works is that a demon uh, possessed Game of Truth or Dare. And if you don't do the truth or you don't do the dare, it makes you kill yourself. What? This movie, and also, I should say this, when you become possessed by said demon, you get a big like smirk on your face that is so incredibly laughable that this movie almost turns into a comedy. <laughs> I'm showing you a picture of what they look like. <laughs> oh God. When what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you can't take that seriously. 
this movie was was killing me the entire time I was watching it. But there's a part towards the end where one of the characters, because they basically find out like, don't do dare because it's always gonna dare you to do something crazy like chop your hand off or something like that. Just yeah. do truth. So then the game eventually's like, you can't do the same thing three times in a row. If you do two truths in a row, then the third one has to be dare. So it gets up to this girl and she has the option to go truth. But this one character in particular does not want to say, she doesn't want the game to make her do a truth. Right. Because because she has a dark secret that'll like really impact one of the other characters. So basically she's like in her head, I can't say truth. I have to go dare. So she goes dare. And everyone else was like, why would you do that? You can't, you can't say dare. Now it's going to make you do something stupid. And then like the demon basically goes, okay, I dare you to tell the truth. Oh my God. <laughs> what the? F- oh. And literally I went, I was like, I hate this. This is, this movie's actually on now on my list. And I haven't watched it yet. And I was just like, Oh my God. Are you kidding me? This is the worst. Yikes, bro. It was a struggle to get through. So that's, that's your number five. It's my number five. My number five actually might still be polarizing. And now that I look ahead to the rest of my list, I have a feeling that a couple of these might be polarizing. Number five is the movie that your family was watching downstairs when I came in. Oh. Solo, a Star Wars story. Okay. This movie committed the crime for me of not being so bad that I can make fun of it, but not being so good that I loved it. I left and felt like, eh, it's a movie. It, it's time killed. I literally put it on the other night just to fall asleep to. Yeah. I I have no no feelings on this movie. Not like Star Wars fanboy who grew up and like loving it. And I mean I did grow up loving it, but not like super connected to it where I feel like, oh, they did such an injustice to the character, blah, blah, blah. And they really ruined the character of Han Solo for me. Didn't care about all of that. I just didn't care about this movie at fucking all. I feel like that's the worst thing you can do as a movie is just have literal no impact yeah no i could actually see that i mean i didn't hate that movie i like had fun watching it but it is a little throwaway yeah it's just a movie it's fine it's it was it was fine me and my brother were were talking about it before you got here he said on you know viewings after the fact he liked it more yeah but when i watched it in the theater and we even saw in like the dolby theater we saw in the nicest theater you could see it in yeah it was just man there's that's one that i saw in theaters too yeah there's things in that movie that are like fan servicey that are like kind of cool that you finally get to see, but the story is there's a lot left to be desired. Yeah, not not super stoked on that one. So that's why Solo is number five. Number four for me, the movie we all needed. I'm talking Slender Man. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I love the. I showed I you the, the one clip, the clips you've showed me. Yeah, they still bring me joy to this day. This movie is worse, I think, than. Maybe one or two other movies left. Yeah. It made me laugh a lot. It's the only reason why it's at four and not like two. <laughs> it's bad, though. Yeah. There's almost no story in this movie. There's almost there's no point to this movie. It's just a bunch of what they were trying to make jump scares, but really they're just jump laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> it's uh, This was a struggle to get through. There's, there's a few movies where like I was like, yeah, I'm Took glad. Me a really long time I'm glad to get you just them. showed me the highlights. Yeah, no, of I, hilarity. I think my favorite part was what I showed you when she's making out with the guy, and then he just he's like his, <laughs> his face scratching goes <laughs> 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 so bad. 
So yeah, Slenderman, I feel like that was very unsurprising. That was coming out, everyone was like, this is going to be bad. Yeah, yeah, no surprises there. Number four for me was a movie that I watched in yesterday's marathon, Super Troopers 2. I was wondering if that was going to hit the bottom. It's, I almost feel like I actually should have put it at five and Solo at four. I think Solo slid up a little bit because like it's, you know, it's fun. Like it's just like, it's okay. It's fun. Super Troopers 2 isn't necessarily bad, bad. It's, there were at least a couple of moments where I laughed, but like, I don't know, some of the jokes were just, maybe like I'm just older, like I've just aged out of it. Like, I mean, how, how old were we when the first Super Troopers came out? But it was like spot on for like our age range and like really spoke to me. This one, you know, it's got some funny moments. They go heavy-handed. Like, the plot is basically, there's a section of Canada that's going to be becoming part of the U.S. So they they get the team back together, and they're going to kind of, like, oversee this, like, transitioning period. And there's Mounties in it, and they're, like, uber-Canadian. And, like, <laughs> they really hammer in, like, the French-Canadian aspect of it. That was a clip you showed me. Right. Well, there's that. That's them pretending to be Mounties to um oh, okay. to ruin their name so that people would complain about the regular Mounties because they've been like dicking them over. Makes sense. But the Mounties themselves are also just like caricatures of what like Americans think French Canadians are. So, I mean, some of the bits in it were funny, but also a lot of it was like heavy handed and really like um yeah just kind of like overdoing it it just didn't uh, didn't hit me as well was it they were cheap laughs yeah like i laughed at the thing i sent you that that actually that was funny yeah like but there were some there were some shining moments where like i had a good laugh to it that's why now that i'm even saying it i'm like you know maybe that should have been number 5 and maybe solo should have been 4 but i'm just going to stick with my guns yeah yeah number 4 super troopers 2 all right my number 3 the nun Wow, so a lot of these are just shitty horror movies that landed on your list. Yeah. I've got one, two... Well, the last three have all been horror movies. And Hellfest was up there, so four. Yeah, The Nun... I mean, with these Conjuring and Annabelle movies, they've been really off and on. Yeah. But they've proven when they're good, they can be really good. The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, and even Annabelle Creation are solid movies. Mm-hmm. Um, first... First Annabelle though is horrible. Is that and the doll one, Annabelle? Annabelle's the doll. Okay. The, the first one's really bad. The second one was actually like a surprise. It was much better than I thought it would be. Okay. But this one is back to that shit level where I'm not into like all of these like exorcism like possession movies and stuff. Like I just don't see it, the, it doesn't do it for me anymore. The conjuring movies are actually kind of cool. And I mean all these relate to them and stuff like that, but it's almost their own universe. They all oh, relate. The controverse. The controverse. But it's because uh they're all rooted in like a quote unquote true story. All and right. and the and the main characters in the conjuring are real people. And like now their house is a place you can go to in real life and like see their house. Yeah. But this movie has no characters to it again. The only thing it has for it was a YouTube marketing scheme that got taken down because it was too scary for viewers. Ooh. And really what it was was you'd start playing a YouTube video. And then it would show like the volume on your computer. It was just playing on the video, but it would go like, like it would yeah. make and make you think that the volume was going down. So then you on your computer, if you're fucking stupid, would turn the volume all the way up, and then the nun's face would pop up and scream, and then that would be it. That's and so peop- dumb. And people were getting really scared by it. So people went and saw this movie. I think it like definitely made its money back, but it's terrible. I mean, it's not even scary. And the nun herself is like 
supposed to be really powerful and can do all these things, but she doesn't actually ever do anything. All she does is basically play like tricks on people. <laughs> she's a practical joker. Yeah, she, she's she's a she's, prankster. She's an impractical joker. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing scary about it. It's a throwaway movie. It's bad. Boo. Boo. The nun. Yeah, I mean, no boo. Like I'm trying to scare you. Ooh, that was scarier than anything in that movie. Great, nailed it. <laughs> Number three for me is the movie I wrapped up yesterday with, called Ideal Home, which I was telling you a little bit about. I have not seen this one. Yeah, I wanted to. Tr- that's another thing. I wanted to try and watch a movie that you hadn't seen, like that way I get some variety from what you've watched. I didn't see that. I didn't see Super Troopers two either. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. there you go. They're on the bottom. But again, <laughs> I've only seen twenty eight movies. So, but this movie, it's like sweet. It it is a comedy, but like it's not super hilarious. It's Paul Rudd and Steve Coogan. 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 Coogan, yeah, um, and they're they're like uh, a gay couple who work on a TV show together, and Steve Coogan has an estranged son who also has a son, but then the, the kid's dad goes to jail, so then he's sent to live with Steve Coogan, and um, Paul Rudd didn't know that he had a grandson, blah, 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 and there's, there's some funny beats in it, but for the most part, it's just kind of like flat, like it doesn't really, I don't know, doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I feel like a, if a comedy is not landing with its jokes, it's very easy to get into that throwaway territory. Yeah, for sure. It's not worth seeing. Yeah. Every, everyone can sleep on it. You'll be fine. My number two. This movie made me so angry. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I feel like this might shock some people. Ooh. A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, wow. Coming at you, Disney. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, I hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The thing that makes me so angry about this movie is that this movie thinks it's so good. Mm. It's, well, it's got Oprah. <laughs> this movie thinks it's so good. <laughs> yeah. But just looking at it from a tech, like, that's the first first thing I think it thinks it's a, a visual achievement. The CGI in this movie is horrible. Some of the worst I've seen all year. Like, from a technical standpoint, it's a lot of it's done on green screen, obviously, but there's parts where there's characters that are green screened in certain spots and they're supposed to be talking to each other. They have them looking in different directions. (laughs) Primarily this cast is led by children. I mean, the three main characters are children and two of the kids give good to passable performance. Yeah. The one kid, Oh my God, he's horrible. This is like one of the worst child performances I think I've ever seen. Oh, poor little guy. I can't even, it's so bad. They say his full name. Like this is based on a book and the book has been, said to be unfilmable they should have left it unfilmable because man this is horrible but the kid his full name is charles wallace yep and there's many parts where he's running away from them or something's happening to charles wallace so the other kids are screaming charles wallace charles wallace (laughs) and it's over like they have to say charles wallace over like 80 times in this movie oh we should make a super cut of i want to make a super cut of it (laughs) say charles wallace (laughs) like there's some actual people who have talent in this movie but the director, the visuals, the acting, the story, none of it is compelling. There are scenes where you can tell that after the fact, they're like, oh, shit, this is bad. So there's a whole scene of Mindy Kaling sleeping, and they have the two kids just voice over the background a bunch of exposition. Great. <laughs> it's... That sounds amazing. I've always uh, wanted to watch Mindy Kaling sleep. <laughs> I didn't watch this in theaters. I watched it at home. It took me almost two hours to get through the first 20 minutes. The movie at number one was more painful to get through, but this movie was such a struggle to watch. Damn, Daddy. I hated that movie. A Wrinkle in Time, number two. My number two? Oof. 
Oh, it's gonna start a war. Like there's gonna be people like knocking knocking down the door with pitchforks coming to get me. Is your number two Holmes and Watson? No, my number two is Isle of Dogs. Oh man, I watched it yesterday. Yeah. Maybe with the backdrop of everything else I watched yesterday is what helped slide it down. I kind of told you some early feelings I had yeah, about, you did. about the movie. Mostly that Wes Anderson is so up his own ass at this point. <laughs> He's kind of like a one-trick pony. The movie looks really cool. That's it. The end. It's a cool art project. Like It would be like a cool like um, diorama for class. But in terms of like the movie itself, I just wasn't into it. It's just a lot of his same old shtick. Like it's just the same stuff that he does in all of his movies. I liked Fantastic Mr. Fox a lot more, but like I don't know. I just fucking get it already, Wes. <laughs> like I just I wasn't digging it. I watched that movie and I was just like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> I have that movie ranked forty. Okay, but Good also you. you're also an animator, so you yeah. might have a little bit more respect for like the work that went into it. That's all well and good. Like I said, it's a great art project, but fuck, as a movie, not a fan. I could see the the story pacing, even just the music and stuff in it. It is like a pretty dry movie, which is like all of his stuff, and I get it. But it's like change up your fucking act, change something, like do something different. Yeah, he even has the same people in all his movies. Which is fine, because I like a lot of those people. Yeah. Brian Cranston was in this, Scarlett Johansson, Bill Murray, Edward Norton. Like, there's a lot of big, heavy hitters in there. I think Tilda Swinton was in it. Yep. Yoko Ono's in it. Yep. Not that Yoko Ono is like a selling factor for me, but like, <laughs> just saying, like, there's a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. I actually bought it recently, but I bought it, and I like it a lot more on its animation. Yeah. I could like just look at the movie and be happy. It's visually beautiful, but I I can see yeah. where you're coming from with the story. All right, now we're down to it. This is for the duty for Colin's duty. Colin's duty goes to Holmes and Watson. This is Holmes and Watson first duty win. As we talked about in the episode. This is fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, this is a real stinker. This isn't, I wouldn't even consider this a movie. That's how bad it is. It is, yeah. it is. I think you actually said that <laughs> in the episode for Holmes and Watson. I call it the worst thing. Yeah, the worst thing. <laughs> it's not, it's it's a, a an idea that they had that wasn't very funny, that they never fleshed out. And Stretched out improv Yeah, they, they tried to fill a simple idea with the popularity of two actors doing characters from a more popular movie. Yep. And it's just some of the worst attempts at comedy I've ever seen. It's very, very rough. Yeah. It, it was difficult to sit through. This is the second year in a row that a Will Ferrell movie has been the worst for that year. God damn it. Yeah. And now, Sky's duty <laughs> goes to... Holmes and Watson. I, I knew it. Yeah, I, I fucking also hated this movie. <laughs> yeah. This is a second duty award win for Holmes and Watson. <laughs> yeah, man, that fucking thing, that was a hot load of garbage. What, there were two laughs in the whole movie? Neither had anything to do with Will Ferrell. 
and one of them was more of like a oh god laugh than it was a genuine laugh. The musical number was what the fuck. And at that point, it had already beaten us over the head so bad that we were just like wanted to die. Like I said in our review, this movie was an hour and a half long. For an hour and 20 minutes of it, dead silence. Nobody in this theater said anything. Yeah, maybe a couple of like... <laughs> yeah. From like behind us, but that's about it. Dog shit. A double duty... Yeah, this is a double duty right off the bat. Yeah, f- at the first ever double duty we've ever had at this award show. It is also our first time ever doing this. I wonder if there's going to be a double duty. Now, uh, another double is, duty. But I mean, a double yeah. a double double duty? A double double duty. Well, a double duty and a double duty. Yeah, exactly. In the Damn. same year. We've never had a, a It's never happened before. It's never happened before. We're due for one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the part of the show that makes me more excited. Me too. We get to go into our top 10 list of the year. I had a really hard time putting this together. This was this was tough for me. So tough to the fact that I actually made my list maybe about two weeks ago or started working on it, but I started from the top and figured out my top pretty quickly, but man, the positions of these movies swapped even today. This morning, I swapped a few of them around. I, I swapped... I swapped both lists around before we started recording this episode. In the middle of our introduction, I was still swapping things around. Damn. Yeah, like, it's it's a living document. I'm still not 100% positive how I feel about this final list. Yeah, yeah, you know, my list could actually change, but I think right now I'm, I'm very happy with it. And right. um, there's some movies that are not on here that I think I'll probably just spout off some honorable mentions at the end that I really wanted on here or that I really think deserves to be in a ten, top 10 of the year, but yeah, just based on my own personal preference in movies, my um, different sensibilities, these are my top 10 movies. These are what hit me the hardest, and yeah. I'm in, I this, really I'm in the same, same boat. Like, I think, I think some of these movies can probably, would probably not be on like a lot of other people's lists, but again, these are based solely on just like how we... Feel. And I think when you get into like really my like top, actually, if you look at my top list, you'll know exactly what kind of movie I like. I'm actually looking at it now and I do think I'm going to flip nine and 10. You flipping it right now? No, I'm going to leave it the same. All I'm right. just going to stick with as is. This is what it is now. But just know that nine and 10 are very close for me, mm-hmm. but are very different movies. And I'll explain why. Because right. my number 10 is eighth grade. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really liked that movie. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Really cool. I admittedly did fall asleep for like the very, very end of it. Oh, there's such a good part at the end. Well, I went back and watched it. Okay. So it's fine, but like my first viewing, I fell asleep and then I had to go back and watch the tale of it. But yeah, I really liked that movie. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Directorial debut, debut of Bo, Bo Burnham. Burnham. He, and he fucking nailed it. Um, Kills it with it. The girl, oh, Elsie Fisher. Yes, she was amazing. Like, yeah. she's really fucking good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, who would have thought that you can be, like, a 30-year-old man on a couch, like, really feeling and connecting with a, like, 13-year-old girl? The dad, through, like, Josh the Hamilton, is really good in it. Yeah, super he, awkward. <laughs> he's super awkward, but, man, he gives, like, say the best monologue of, of any movie this year at the yeah. end. I thought it was also really cool that, like, this is something that I've been saying for a long time. I do not like movies with rape scenes in them. Yeah. And the scene when she is in the car with the older kid, Oof. it is such an unnerving scene. Yeah. But 
no, I don't want to say nothing happens because it is like a traumatic experience, but not to the scale that some other movies, like a lot of other movies would have just like made a rape scene there or done something gone way further than that movie did. But I actually like heard him in an interview talking about, he's like, you don't need to do that because to that girl in that situation, that is the end of the world. It doesn't need to go as well, far they, as, they a, as a rape or an attack. That is her world ending in that moment. That is a hugely traumatic experience, regardless that it didn't go, quote, all the way. Yeah. You know, like, so I thought that was brilliant that you didn't have to show it, get to that point for it to be such a heavy, impactful scene. They show her after that when she goes back into her room. I, I think there's kind of music playing, so you don't really hear, but you can tell how traumatized she is. And her yeah. dad tries to like hug her and she like pushes her dad away from yep. it. The movie is really funny at times, but it can be super tense, super dark. It's it's yeah, it's dark at times. It is also extremely real feeling. Like I felt yeah. like I was just watching someone's life. Yeah, man. Really good job. Really like that movie. But number 10 for me. My number 10 and I was so afraid that something would come along and knock this out because I had it at number 10 and pretty firmly at number 10. Like, I couldn't bump any of the movies ahead of it down to 10. Yeah. Really wanted this in my top 10. And I had a bunch of, like, the Oscar noms, like, still coming up that I was like, oh, I got to watch these. I really don't hope it knocks this one out. And it didn't. And I'm so happy that it's in my top 10. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Written by Phil Lord. Such a good cast on this movie. This movie is such a surprise. I was feeling a little bit like the Spider-Man whole franchise might be a little oversaturated at the moment. Yeah. I mean, we all loved Homecoming, but he was also in Infinity War, and it was also a Venom movie. Yeah. Even though he's not in it, it's still, you know, but tied to so him. wildly different. Yeah. This movie gives you more Spider-Man than any other Spider-Man movie. It gives you multiple Spider-Mans. You just want to rub all the Spider-Man on you. <laughs> I feel that. Just shoot your web on me, sir. <laughs> but this movie, it's so smartly written. It's got to be... It's it's meta. It's really funny. It hits you, like, emotionally. It was so fun to watch in theaters, too. Yeah, it gives you a lot of information. Like, so many characters, so much information. But it presents it in a way where you're never confused. Yeah the thread with all of their backstories kind of like linked together. They do the same format behind it. I thought was really clever. You're making me think that this should be my number nine instead of what I put. (laughs) Miles Morales actually feels like a real kid in like a school. Yeah. And I was also thinking about this afterwards. He's like a graffiti artist in the movie. The style in the movie really lends itself to his personality. Yeah. With the the clothes and all that stuff. Like I just loved every minute of this movie. I'm not even getting to the part, like, I'm not even touching on the animation right now. This is, as we said earlier, the most unique animated movie to come out in how long? Five years, ten years? I don't know. Really long time. I mean, so unique. It's the closest comic book movie to being a comic. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, my number ten, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Love this movie. Well, all right. My number nine, episode one of our podcast, Creed 2. Creed 2? Nice. Yeah. So it made it in my top 10, which is funny because it was like my number like five or six or something like out of all my Rocky movies. But it's number nine. This being as high on my list as it is might actually be lent to the fact of like the uh, movie going experience. When those horns hit in the end, like it gave me chills and Michael B. Jordan's fucking amazing. And just, yeah, the movie 
it was just a good time. Like, I really liked the Drago stuff. Like, yeah, I just, I just liked it. It was, it was good. This also, m- I only saw 28 movies. <laughs> <laughs> Creed's pretty high on my list, I think. Yeah. I'm not going to go back and find it, but I really liked Creed also. I mean, Michael B. Jordan's awesome. And, and you also yeah. have the attachment of all the other movies. I know how much you like the Rocky films, so. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I have, like, that embedded in me, too. So, yeah, number nine, Creed 2. My number nine, a movie I know you haven't seen. I feel like nobody saw this movie or even heard of it. I caught this super late, Wildlife. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that one. Debut director Paul Dano. He's also the writer on this, along with Zoe Kazan, who you would know from The Big Sick. Oh, okay. They wrote it. It's based on a Richard Ford book, also called Wildlife. I'll give you a little plot synopsis because I know you haven't heard of it. <laughs> Set in the 1960s in Montana, uh, it's about a family of three. Their family's like constantly on the move. Their dad can't hold down a job. The whole movie is told basically from the perspective of their teenage son. Okay. And it's it's a very sad movie, honestly. But the whole movie is basically about what like a divorce or your family falling apart does to your kids. And the viewer figures out things about the parents at the same time that the kid does. The dad gets fired from his job and basically he wants like a purpose in life. And there's these raging wildfires looming closer to their town. And selfishly, he leaves his family to fight the wildfires. Mm-hmm. Even though his wife, like, please, I'm like, don't do that. You might die. Like, our family needs you. You need to make money. He leaves and basically just leaves the son and the mom there to fend for themselves. And the mom was married and had the kid at a very young age. And she's basically like, hasn't been able to be her own person her whole life. So she takes this opportunity to reinvent herself and she starts kind of being selfish for the first time and essentially starts dating this guy while she's still with her husband, even though her husband's away and her kid just has to like watch the whole thing. Man, I felt so bad for this character, the whole movie. I just wanted to give the son like a hug. Jake Gyllenhaal plays the dad. Carrie Mulligan plays the mom. Ed Oxenbold. He plays the son, but he is so good in this movie. Yeah, I just found myself so sympathetic with the characters and real surprised. I didn't know anything about it. I watched it when I was out of the theater and really loved it. All right. Number nine is wildlife. Yep. Number number eight for me. Little movie. Apparently didn't get too much love from the critics or the audiences, but I really liked it. Flower. Damn. Surprised. I liked that movie. Yeah? I liked it a lot. I thought it was really fun. A little good, like, twists and turns throughout it, but, yeah, it was good stuff. I feel like if I saw it in theaters, I would have been like, all right, well, I didn't need to see that in theaters, but having watched it the way I did, I think I I either rented it or it was on Hulu or something at the time, but... It's on Hulu. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so if you have Hulu, it's well worth the watch. Like, it's enjoyable. I also really like, like, Adam Scott and, like, Tim Heidecker. Like, there's a lot of, like, um, good people in it. Um, and Lee Girl was, like, really good, too. Like, I don't know. I I like that movie. It Perform- was fun. Performances are good in that movie. I think uh, my biggest issue with that is I just felt like they felt more, like, characters rather than people. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's kind of the middle of a pack on my list. But, yeah, I, yeah. actually, I got an invitation to go to an early screening of that movie. That's right. I remember you telling me that yeah. when that was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number eight, Searching. Right. You told me about this one. Yeah. This was with... Um, Harold of Harold and Kumar fame, correct? <laughs> yes. Great. Yeah. All, I, ta- all takes place from a laptop. Yeah. I had like no expectations for this movie because normally I hate 
movies with camera gimmicks like that. Like any like found footage movies or like Skype movies, I don't like. I mean, also there's not a good track record for movies with that camera. I mean, for the the computer yeah. screen gimmick, like Unfriended or uh, Open Windows. But this movie, like, just surprised the hell out of me. It's really smart. I mean, 90% of the movie takes place on the guy's computer. But for a movie that is just on a Skype call, essentially, this movie hits you really emotionally hard. That's cool. Yeah. The opening scene of this movie is very, like, reminiscent of the opening scene from Up. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you get sad real quickly in this movie. Goddamn. But um, there's a lot of really cool things that they do in this movie. You know how, like, sometimes when you're texting someone and you really want to say something and you start typing it out and then you're like... It's like dot, 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 and then it goes away? Well, like, you start you start typing something to someone and you're writing what you want to say and then eventually you're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't say this just because, like, I don't want to, like, upset them or whatever. Yeah. And you just delete it and you say something way more mundane than that. That's how a lot of scenes in this movie play out. Their mother passes away, and he wants to kind of be like, your mom would be proud of you, and he, like, writes it out, and he's like, no, and he deletes the whole thing. But, like, things like that get you in the mindset of the characters without them having to say anything. It's just smart stuff like that. And then also, like, just the realism in this movie is, like, off the charts. They got the rights to everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Like, Facebook, Tumblr, Google, all this stuff. And it could be really boring, but the whole movie is, like, very captivating there's numerous twists and they're all holy shit moments and they're all like like you're like oh i should have seen that coming they're not like out of the blue like crazy things and um yeah. john cho's performance is also really good like 90 percent of the movies are just a close-up of his face super surprised how good this movie was i'd very, recommend this to cool. anyone yeah very cool all right well, number seven for big daddy over here another movie from your stack Upgrade. Nice. This is where, in my list, you're going to start really seeing what kind of movies I like. <laughs> this movie was so fun. I had such a good time watching this movie. Mm-hmm. It was fucking baller. Yeah, it was. It's like, it's funny. It's violent. <laughs> yeah, it It's is. like, <laughs> it's so cool. It's sci-fi. It's action. And it's, yeah, it's so cool. It does a lot with little. Good twist. Yeah. Good, good twist. twist. This is an honorable mention for me. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah, dude, like this movie, the whole time I was watching it, it was just fun. It was just super fun. I I love I love any movie that just like gives me a good time the whole time. Camera work, fucking awesome. Yeah, yep. There's a lot of things that are just really cool about it. Like, Logan Marshall Green's really stuff. good in it. Yeah. Like he has to do hyper violent things while while giving you an face, face is, is like, like I don't want like he's like crying. Yeah, like basically. in shock of what his body's making him do. He's like ripping dude's jaws off of their <laughs> skull, and he's just like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so cool. There's the part where he's hitting them with plates. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "Oh, oh shit!" He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man." <laughs> it's funny though because later he gets super confident, and he's almost like, yeah, a, like "I'm a ninja, yeah, motherfucker." You didn't he's know like, I'm a fucking ninja. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, "While I'm state of the art, I am not a ninja." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, um, upgrade. It was just like a fucking. That's another huge surprise for me. Yeah, that one. I think you made a good point in saying that upgrade is the movie that Venom wanted to be. Yeah, it, it just hit me, hit me right where I liked it. That's a good choice. Hit me right okay. in my G spot. <laughs> Number seven for me, Avengers: Infinity War. Fuck you. <laughs> Number seven. You disrespectful piece of shit. 
because I put it on a top 10 list out of 110 movies. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven? All right, fine. Number seven. I have written down here, because I put down the cast for all of them, the cast fucking everyone. <laughs> yeah, everybody. <laughs> this movie was so hyped up. Ten years in the making, basically. It could have failed horribly. Yeah. And it was I mean, in a tough position. They really, I think they're just like, you know what? You're either on this train or you're not on this train. Which is smart that they did that. They yeah. were just like, we're just going to throw you into it because at this point now, you had to have seen one of these other movies we fucking put out. I we're think goddamn Marvel. You've seen us. <laughs> yeah. You've seen us around. I think this has to be the most ballsy Marvel movie ever made. You're here. The villain is essentially the main character. They make you have to connect with a character who's about to wipe out 50% of the entire universe. Goddamn right. On top of that... The character's entirely CGI. Like, and I it feel looks good. It looks good. I don't think that an entirely CGI character has been done as well on this level since Gollum and Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, Gollum's probably better. Relax. <laughs> relax. Yeah, those Lord of the Rings, they ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, relax, buddy. <laughs> but no, I think I think uh, they they killed it with Thanos. When it wants to be dark, it's really dark. When it wants to be sad, it's really sad. But man, it's also really fucking funny. Really funny. This is one of the most fun experiences I had in a theater this year. This gave me everything I wanted and more, and it's one of my favorite Marvel movies ever. The only thing I'm worried about is that they're gonna they're gonna ruin some of it with Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I guess we are gonna see. But no, I I love this one. Avengers at number seven. Beautiful, and what a beautiful segue for me to tell you my number six, Black Panther. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So didn't quite crack my top five. Mm-hmm. Do like it. Great movie. This is the second time Michael B. Jordan is appearing on my top ten list. Yeah, that is true. He was he was killing it this year, man. Chadwick Boseman, obviously, like, fucking great. When I actually started this list, Black Panther was up a lot higher. I almost had it at number three, number four. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I love a lot of Marvel. It kept sliding down. I watched a couple more movies yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> it, did, it did slide down a little bit. But the only thing that when I really thought about it, made it slide down is anytime like I had another movie I'm like is this better than Black Panther my thought would be like well Black Panther is just Lion King <laughs> and then I would slide that bitch down a little bit so yeah surprisingly Black Panther was also my barometer for a lot of movies too really mm-hmm. okay that's good to know yeah. But yeah number six for me the blackest of Panthers <laughs> my number six hereditary Wow, cool. Hereditary, I I just watched yesterday. Yeah, I was curious what you thought of it. This is like what a real horror movie should be. Yeah, this is game changer for sure. Yeah, I could talk about this movie for a while. I'm going to keep it relatively short, but this director also wrote the movie, directs the shit out of this movie. Yeah. This movie has some of the best cinematography in my opinion. It's not nominated for it, but man, there are some beautiful shots. The yeah, opening shot crazy. alone when it's going through the dioramas and then the diorama becomes the house. Yeah. So cool. But like the main thing about this movie, it's not scary because it relies on jump scares. It's scary because you feel so much dread and depression while you're watching this thing. Horrible shit. It makes you feel horrible while you're watching it. There are different paranormal type things that happen, but some of the scariest moments in the movie are just things that could happen in real life. Yeah, man. There's a scene in a car that is fucking horrifying. Yeah. And the dir- it's, it's rough. And the director 
does such a good job of not showing you things right away or not at all. That scene in the car I'm talking about, they uh-huh. don't show what you're waiting to see for maybe like five minutes, maybe. Maybe I think it's more. And then you finally I think see it's it. more when they, they actually go back to it. And then on top of that, the acting in this movie, how Tony Collette is not nominated for an Oscar for this movie is absurd. She's, Criminal. She was amazing. She's amazing in it. And it's crazy because basically this whole movie, she's either in a state of heightened panic or grief. Yeah. And that could get really like overblown or old quickly. And she just does it perfectly. And my one of my favorite scenes of the whole year out of any movie, that scene when they're sitting at the table and her and the sun blow up on each other. Yeah, that's great. Crazy. That's a great back and forth there. My biggest complaint with the movie is the last five minutes really go off the rails. Yeah, that one definitely took me back. I think I even texted you when I finished. Yeah, watching you text it. me what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. But uh another one the other last thing I love about this is the director will do things where there's something in the scene and you can barely see it and it's so barely there that you might not even notice it at all or if you do, your eyes are like straining to see if it's actually there. Yeah. And I saw this twice in theaters. The first time I was genuinely surprised, but then the second time I knew where things were. So I was just sitting in the theater waiting for people's reactions and it's silence for five, ten seconds. And then all of a sudden you start hearing people go, <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> no, this movie is one of the best horror movies I've seen in a really long time. Loved it. I could see it becoming a horror classic over the years. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah. Number six, Hereditary. I'm going to keep this very short. Number five is Hereditary. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all of the same things you just said. Thanks for taking all of my lines. There you go. Yeah. I got nothing else to add to it. All of that. I'm really happy you liked it that much. I, I really did. Yeah. It really... I. When I told Megan about it, I was like, you should watch it. She's like, I'm never going to watch that. I'm like, it's genuinely terrifying. She's like, I'm never going to watch it. I'm like, you should watch it. She's like, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. She's like, I don't like that. <laughs> I I uh, showed this to my brothers, and um, somehow Brandon did not know that it was a horror movie. Oh, and that's amazing. Yeah, you just throw him in. I threw it. him in, and uh, he said he didn't want to be like, that guy and leave because he I hates c- horror movies. I could see how this movie would like keep people up at night for like a week. Oh, yeah. Like, this movie is fucked up. Oh, uh, the, the scene when she's crying over the daughter. Uh, it's, like, dreadful. There, there are scenes in this movie that are, like, just burned into my brain that I'm never probably going to unsee because they're so disturbing or, like, well-acted and stuff. But Yeah. And there's that part with the piano. Yep. Piano string or whatever you want to oh, call wow, it. Oh, yeah. Piano key towards the end. God damn, making a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Crazy. shit, dude. Yeah, that movie's fucking bananas. Loved it, though. Number five for me. Hereditary. Number five, for me, Annihilation. Awesome. Very cool. Directed by Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina. I love that movie. Yep. This is based on a book by the same name in a trilogy called the Southern Reach Trilogy. Yes. I looked up, I looked into this. This is another one in the stack you gave me, and yeah, I really want to read these books. Yeah. I've heard the books are very different, but- Yes. This is like, I love sci-fi movies, and this is exactly what I want out of a sci-fi movie. Last year, my number one movie of the year was Blade Runner 2049. Five this year, Annihilation. It just makes you think and start conversation, and there is a movie that you can just enjoy if you just watch it, but there's so much under the surface to unpack in this movie. Hell yeah. That It's, it's a deep thinker. Yeah. You really have to like, it's a very cerebral movie. Either you're on for the ride and you want to, 
dive into it or not. But if you want to, there's so many good scenes, themes, all that in this movie. Awesome. A few scenes in this one are also burned into my brain. There's a scene with like a clone of someone or like, oh, yeah. or, the, or the alien when it's mimicking her. Yeah. That's and weird. the sound design in this movie is creepy as fuck too. Yeah, that whole scene, as soon as I saw that butthole in the lighthouse, <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is going to get weird as fuck. I when, know that's some sort of weird portal or something, and yeah, dude, when the thing sh- When the thing shows up, and it's just standing there, and then the first time it moves, and the noise is like, Row. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in the theater, like... That movie stayed with me for weeks. I had to I had to start watching Super Troopers 2 after I finished it and it was like 1:30 in the morning, but I was like, no, I can't go to bed right now. I'm like but, I got to I got to do a palate cleanser before I just fall asleep. I can't have that <laughs> that weird being be the last thing I saw before I went to bed. The scene where uh Oscar Isaac cuts that guy open. Yeah, it's hardcore. Hardcore also all done with practical effects, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Which brings me to number 4. Annihilation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we might just be hot on each other's tail now. Yeah, yeah no. Um, that movie did a lot of the same things for me. Like why I liked Arrival is because it's sci-fi without being what every other sci-fi movie's been before it. Mm-hmm. It's something different and fresh and new and cool. And it's also like strong female leads. Like, yeah, which I had that written in my notes. I don't know why I didn't say that just now. <laughs> Really, it's just so such a good movie and such an interesting idea that I've just never seen before. And it's like it's cool because like the main characters sometimes in like sci-fi movies, like you know what they're dealing with, but they don't. Yeah, like when you're watching even the first Alien, you know they're dealing with an alien. They don't know they don't know what's happening quite yet, mm-hmm. or whatever the case. What, but like. This, they don't know what they're going into. We don't know what they're going into. And by the end of it, we don't know what they were going into. <laughs> like, it leave, leaves it open enough that you're like, is this what fucking happened? Like, what? what is this? Like, I, I really want to rewatch it. it you want to know what my interpretation great. of the movie is? What do you got? I think it's about humans' destructive tendencies. Okay. It's... I can see, see that. Every character that goes into the Shimmer has some sort of baggage that they're carrying. Yeah. Whether they've already destroyed their already life and they have nothing left to live for. Like yeah. Natalie Portman's character has cheated on her husband and her husband, she is presumed dead for so long. Yeah. The other girl has cancer. Um, another one suffers from depression. Another one lost her child. Yeah. yeah. The the thing mimics her and almost becomes the new version. I feel like they alien or entity whatever came to the planet it almost recreates people's dna into a better version of itself yeah i think it's supposed to like cleanse the earth of its destructive capabilities maybe yeah turning people into like plants and stuff yeah flowers and yeah dude it it was such a cool beautiful movie too like super interesting and like it keeps you on the edge of your seat and it never lets you figure out its next step before it it shows you Mm -hmm. and even when it shows you you're still like what was that? Yeah. And I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. I love not getting all the answers. Um, so yeah, it's fucking great. Number four, Annihilation. Number four for me, American Animals. Oh, that's, I just watched that last night. Do you like it? I did like it. Yeah. Heist movies. I mean, it's more than a heist movie. 
don't do it as much for me. I did really like what they did with the telling of it, mm-hmm. going back and forth between the real guys who actually committed the heist yeah. and the actors. And I also liked that details in the movie changed depending on which real yeah. guy was telling it. Like, mm-hmm. just the color of, like, someone's hat or something and be like... The guy's hair that they meet up with. Yeah, like, and it changes based on, like, the one guy is just, like... Yeah, he had, like, a blue shirt, and then it cuts to the next guy. He's like, yeah, and the guy in the red shirt. And then in the scene, you see, the, like, the, the, the shirt just, like, change. <laughs> change. Like, not, like, in a cheesy way. Like, it's like you see him, like, kind of behind something, and then the next time you see him, like, the shirt's red. Like, it's... Yeah. It's, it, some of the things that they do with that were, I really liked or thought were really cool. I think this movie might be high on my list, considering where other people have it. I've kind of looked at what it's ranked and stuff like that, but... This movie was just really well directed, well told. Like I love everything you there just said about it. A lot of good it. laughs in it yeah, too. Yeah, a lot of good laughs. I love that the real people are in the movie. Yeah. And I love that the movie has fun with it. There's a really great scene where like they watched heist movies in preparation for their heist. Yeah. And then it shows out shows how they pictured their heist going in their mind and it's like so perfect. So it, smooth. So so smooth and then when it gets to it they it's are so in awful, over their head. Yeah. Awful. Um, <laughs> like Fumbling over everything. It, it has some some brutal. very funny parts. It also has some very tense moments when they're actually like robbing the the college or trying to steal this book. It gets very intense, and it's pretty long. I mean, they try and steal from it twice. Yeah, and uh, there's some really cool shots too. Upside down shots. I like the the extreme close ups, like the opening scene alone when they're like just putting on makeup for like two minutes. Like, oh yeah, I loved a lot of the cinematography in it. Evan Peters is great. Barry Coogan is also really good, and uh, and I normally don't really like him that much, but he was really good in this movie. And um, you know, just strong performances. I love the originality and style that it told this. It, this could have been just a straight retelling documentary style movie, yeah. but instead it's very fun and stylized and. I just really liked it. I actually had to go to like I had to go to the Paramount Theater to see this one. Right, it, it like, I don't think never it was like super out. wide release. Yeah. Number awesome. four is American Animals. We're in the top three now, baby. Top three. Number three for me. This one also moved around on my list quite a few times. Ready Player One. Ooh, man. Again, going to the fun factor. This movie was super fun. I really liked the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a good time. That shining scene like really stuck with me. Yeah, it's just super fucking fun. Like every and I've rewatched it since Mm -hmm. and the rewatch value on it is great it's not like there's like twists in it that like would get spoiled by having watched it before like it's still just like touching it's sweet it's funny it's you know there's like some pretty tense scenes in it too like when um the girl is in the facility like and she's using one of the machines or whatever yeah yeah like in in the area and the guy's like ripping off people's helmets trying to find her like it's there's some like pretty good like tense moments in the movie and just um I had a really good time watching it. This is an honorable mention for me. Wow. And and I had this in my head before I started making the list as a top 10 movie and it got knocked down, but I really like this. Also to my sensibilities being a gamer and all that stuff. Yeah. I just loved all the easter eggs, Spoke looking for everything. I love the music in it too. Really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. That's a good choice. I'm awesome. gl- I'm glad you liked it as much as I did. Good. My number three, the movie that emotionally ruined me for like a week, A Star is Born. Aw. Yeah. This movie, this movie is so emotionally powerful. When I left the theater, I was really angry at the actions of one character. And then as the day went by, 
that anger dissolved into sadness, and I found myself so sad that I couldn't sleep that night. Oh, that's that's <laughs> terrible. But it that's how hard it hit me. Also, Bradley Cooper is the biggest douche. In general or just in the movie? No, in general. No. Oh. <laughs> because he's already really handsome. Oh, an now, actor. And, and, and he's a really good actor. Yeah. And now he's like, you know what? I think I want to direct a movie. So yeah. he directs this, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. And then he's like, you know I'm what? I'm also going to sing in it. I think I might dabble in that singing guitar playing thing. Like, those yeah. memes where it's like you versus the guy your girlfriend told you not to worry about. He is that guy. He, yeah. Bradley Cooper is coming to steal all of our girlfriends. Oh, no. <laughs> but no, th- he does such a good job on this. The performances in this movie are off the chart. I mean, he's nominated for Best Actor. Lady Gaga is phenomenal in it. Her yeah. singing is insane. Uh, Sam Elliott is nominated for Best Supporting Actor. He's really good in it. This movie is like really, really unrelenting, accurate for like alcoholics. Like, I mean, he's yeah. Bradley Cooper's character has an alcohol problem. I read a lot of comments on like trailers and stuff like that that they were like, this movie reminded me a lot of like this person in my family and stuff like that. Like, this is really sad. But I mean, you get so attached to these characters, and it's mainly because the chemistry between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper is just insane. By the end of the movie, I was like, these are real people. So when stuff happened to them, I was genuinely really feel up- for. Them. I was yeah, ups- really upset for them. No movie hit me harder emotionally than this movie. And I mean, the soundtrack's really good. I listened to the soundtrack for like two weeks after I saw this, <laughs> even though, even though a lot of it is like country or pop songs and stuff like that. I really liked it. God damn! I also this just really got you. Yeah, I also just love the craft, like that it's live music. That the, like, yeah, s- some like movies the effort they actually put yeah. into the the production itself. Some movies, and I'm speaking to Bohemian Rhapsody. What you're seeing on on the screen and what you're hearing are not the same thing. Like they went back and post and did a ton of work to it. Yeah the amount of work and dedication to the movie is crazy. And this is a movie that's been made four times now. Yeah. But this is the f- fourth one, and it's the most different out of them. It's the most original, if you can call it, out of three remakes. But, yeah, no, I love this. Also, Dave Chappelle shows up. He's really good in it. Very nice. Alec Baldwin gives the per- <laughs> the performance of his lifetime. Oh, really? No, he plays himself as a Saturday Saturday Night Live host, and he just goes, hello, welcome <laughs> that's like all he says <laughs> great no it's it's really good it's my one of my favorite movies of this year this was this morning this was at four and i moved it up to three okay sliding up the mountain mm-hmm. you're number two sir my number two i wonder if this will surprise you avengers Ooh. infinity war <laughs> oh man I, that is a surprise did you think it was gonna be my number one i did i did think it was gonna be your number one it would have been it would have been. Um, yeah, we already talked a lot about it. I'm a huge Marvel fan. This movie is a culmination of so many years of hard work and some some good movies, some bad movies, and some great movies. Mm-hmm. This movie was kind of put in an awkward position where like, it could be really bad if it's not played right, and I feel like they played it right just the whole time. Like, It hit so many like notes, and the that ending the first time you see it, sucks the fucking air out of the theater <laughs> oh, like so great though. everyone was like no way like when it fades to black everyone just sits there less waiting for a post credit scene and more just like i can't move did that really just fucking happen did they just end the movie like that i love how the end in the credits instead of saying like the avengers will return it says thanos will return yeah i was just like damn that's God why i said it's, it's like definitely the most it's ballsy dark. it's dark 
Marvel movie. Yeah, it's real dark. It's fucking great, and I love it. So, number two, Avengers Infinity War. It's a good choice. Thanks. I picked it myself. <laughs> My number two, Blind Spotting. Oh, wow. Yeah. This was also in the stack for me, mm-hmm. and I had mentioned, like, I really like the dialogue in it. It's fucking, it's written really well. Yeah. Really well written. I think out of all the movies this year, this movie has the most to say. Yeah. Especially considering like our time and especially like what 2018 was like yeah. for so many people. This movie tackles a lot of themes that could be kind of touchy for some people. It's like goes into police brutality, cultural appropriation, uh, race relations, stereotypes, and it doesn't like hit it straight on where it's you're like, okay, you're beating me over the head with this. It's very clever with how it tackles those things. Yeah. It's very stylized. Um, the dialogue is some of my favorite dialogue from the entire year. There's a lot of scenes where the two characters are just talking to each other, but they start kind of like freestyle rapping to each other. Yeah, but it it's not like into that. And then even like the sounds going on in the background almost turn into a beat for them. Like yeah. some, sometimes like things will sync up. You can tell it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. Really, really fucking well done. A scene at the end with a, a cop and a, oh. and a rap. Favorite scene of the year. Yeah, that's crazy. That's intense. Yeah. Like I said, this movie is also really funny. There's two scenes where Miles, played by Raphael Kazan, is trying to sell something. Oh, one yeah. of the curlers and one of the sailboat. The sailboat, I was dying. Yeah. yeah he goes, <laughs> what did he say? I don't know, but he handed me a hundred dollars, so it's sold, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Fucking clue what you just said, but we just sold this boat. <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah, um, that was great. That's one of my f- favorite scenes in the year. I'm glad I broke well. up my day yesterday with that movie. Yeah. I was watching so many like sad and like depressing dark movies. movies. Yeah. yeah. So like that one. I mean, it has like its dark moments and just in in general, like what the movie's really about is like a sensitive subject, but it's really fun, really good movie. And um, I think it's an important movie for a lot of people to see. I think so too. I think there's a lot of movies that came out this year that tackled a lot of the same themes. And I think this movie does it in the most clever way and the smartest way. And I kind of wish this movie was nominated over Black Landsman. Yeah. They set out to do the same thing. I think this accomplishes it better and it doesn't beat you over the head with anything and this is more original in my opinion also we were just talking about the dialogue david diggs was in hamilton like yeah which you know rapping like there's some really great lines the guy's like a wordsmith basically yeah for sure yeah number two blind spotting all right down to the the real shit now here it comes the duties the duty awards my number one movie of the year and the winner of the first ever Sky's Duty Award. Quiet Place. Ooh, man. Fucking loved (laughs) it. Loved it. I watched eight and a half movies in the last 24 hours, and that movie stood out. I told you, there's there's two things that I told you after I finished the movie, and (laughs) I think they're important. I was literally like shaking, like trembling after the end of the movie, not from fear, not from like cheap jump scares, not because I'm like, this is a scary movie, but because this movie made me so anxious and nervous and just stressed out. Like the suspense that they build, not only throughout the whole movie, just in each individual scene, like 
The suspense is insane. I've never, I love horror movies, thriller, suspense movies. I've never seen a movie do it this good. And I'm just throwing it out there. No other movie has done it better than this. The silence in the movie is just as much of a sound in the movie as everything else. And it's fucking brilliant the way that they play the silences against the sounds and the way that they use like background noise and like it fucking starts off crazy oh, and yeah. like every every scene is like that where you would think it's almost a pacing issue that it's like it's slow and then there's something crazy happens then it's slow and it's something crazy happens but it makes sense in that thing and like anytime somebody's doing something I was like holding my head. I'm like, oh, you're gonna drop that. Like, oh no, that something's gonna happen. Like, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, this is like the worst way to live. And I start thinking about like living like that, and I'm like, oh, I'd be dead. I'd be dead immediately. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like a nail pulls up on the steps, oh, and every that time nail. someone's on the steps, I was like, my skin was crawling. Like, I wanted to pull my hair out. It, I've never had a movie affect me like that. Yeah. John Krasinski in the end has a really Tough, tough decision to make. I guess I won't spoil it too much because I really want people to watch this movie. Yeah. His scene, that scene almost brought me to tears. Like, I was, like, watered up, like, gonna cry. Like, oh, fuck, John man. Krasinski said in an interview, like, most people don't see me as, like, the action guy or, like, the horror movie guy. And he was like, and that's fine because I don't think that I am either. He's like, but the reason that I took this movie is because it's really a movie about family. Yeah. And and it, and it works that he's not like the action guy because you don't need to be the action guy. You just need to be, be a quiet guy. Yeah. <laughs> a real quiet guy. They should have called it a quiet guy. A quiet guy. No, the- this... I can't remember a movie ever affecting me the way that this one did. This movie really, like, sh- literally shook me. I was literally, like, trembling afterwards. And when I text, what I texted you was, I feel like... I need to smoke and come because <laughs> I just need to get this energy out of my body right now. And uh, what better feeling can a movie give you than just like, I need to fucking come right now. Like <laughs> I need to, I need to jizz out this nervous energy inside of me. The first 10 minutes of the movie really tell you like, yeah, this is what it is at stake here. Like hell yeah. They are not playing games in the first 10 minutes of this movie. No, no, they are not. <laughs> and, that part is great. I love the bathtub scene. Yeah. So good in that. And uh, just in general, really like the design of the creature. Yeah. It's a little reminiscent of the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. But right. there's some really awesome... The scene when it comes out of the water. Yes. Like that, over the crib. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I really, really liked that movie. Mm-hmm. That That one just... I did watch it very recently. But the reason why that's number one and Infinity War is number two is because Infinity War also gave me a lot of those feelings. Like I had like a lot of energy in me after that movie. And then like I also like during the movie just had like audible and like physical reactions to scenes, which was really cool. But it was more out of like excitement and like, yeah, fucking yeah. (laughs) Just like like when Gamora dies, just like, oh, my God. But this movie, like. Had me on the edge of my seat the whole time and affected me to my core consistently through. And then by the end of it, I was like, holy fuck. Some people were like, I don't want to watch that. I don't like horror movies. And I'm like, it's not really a horror movie. It's more of like a 
suspense thriller. Yeah, there's no real jump scares. It's not no, cheap. No, it doesn't rely. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't try to get you in cheap ways because even a lot of times when the monster's revealed, it's not just like a jumping out monster. It's like what you're like with the coming out of the water. It slowly rises out of the water. Mm-hmm. You already know it's in the room with you too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, fucking brilliant. I love it. Yeah, no, it's a really good movie. I mean, people really loved it. That's a good choice. My number one, and the first, Collins Duty. <laughs> this is great. Eighth grade. Whoa! Yeah. That was my number ten. Yeah. That's, oh, why, wow. that's why I was like, whoa, when you made it number ten. I love this movie. Love is, this movie. It is great. Directorial debut for Bo Burnham. And, uh, man, this movie, when I said that A Star is Born feels real, this movie feels so real yeah like this is so authentic to any kids and if you ever felt like an awkward teenager or anything this is so authentic and real and few movies this year felt like you were just watching real people than this it was probably this and maybe a star is born and probably love simon were the three like this movie has so much heart and is just so authentic like i keep saying that word but you just feel like you're watching real people. And on top of that, this movie gives you just an awkward, cringeworthy vibe the entire yeah. time. You're just because like, oh, she is such you an feel in- so bad. Yeah, you feel so bad for her. She's such an introvert, but you root for her so hard. And there's moments in this movie when she gets asked to go out with like the older kids where you're so genuinely happy for her. Yeah. And then when things come crashing down later, you're so sad for her. Yeah, it sucks. And um, she makes these, like, self-help videos for other people. They get, like, no views. But really, like, she's making them for herself. It's yeah. all advice that she should be taking. And there's a scene towards the end that her dad, played by um, Josh Hamilton that I said, he gives this monologue that is on par with Michael Stuhlbar's monologue from Call Me By Your Name last year that, will put you in tears. Like, that's how good I thought it was. Yeah. And it really upset me. This movie's rated R. It should not be For rated bullshit. R. bullshit. Yeah. What it's, reason? It's is not rated R. R. Every kid should watch this movie. If, like, I think this is such a good movie for any kid to watch. You know, if you're having a tough time in school or anything like that. They did a thing, like, um, I think before it went wide release, or maybe it was when it went wide release, but they did a um, no age restriction viewings of it like, across America. Mm-hmm for like eighth graders basically because they wanted kids to see it because you know who's who's gonna speak to better than them yeah you know i loved the uh soundtrack in this or the the score yeah like bo burnham has his like signature kind of like synth heavy like music in it um there's some really great camera work in here there's one like a tracking shot from a door that goes all the way through a pool Oh yeah, yeah, that's a cool shot. Yeah, um, I love when the hot kid shows up that she likes. Oh it, yeah, the, all Every the sound time, drops like... out, but just this techno music starts blasting. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like really like self aware moments where like the older adults are trying to be like cool. Like there's one the principal dabs that had me dying. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, no, such a smart movie, such a like well written movie, funny. It's tense. Just overall, like it really spoke to me. And uh, I would highly recommend any kid watching this movie or to watch this movie because it's so good and 
I think it can tell you that if you're having a hard time now, like shit is gonna get better eventually. And yeah. just really great message. And yeah, Oberm kills it. Number one for me is eighth grade. That's amazing, baby. Yeah, we did. I actually it. realized after I was putting this list together that five of my ten movies are directorial debuts. Cool. Yeah. Three of my top ten and three of my bottom ten are from the stack of movies you gave me <laughs> <laughs> that I watched yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So that that does it, man. We 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 did it. A successful first year of the duties. Yeah. The full list will be up on Instagram when this episode comes out. And we want to hear who you guys think should have got a duty. Yeah. Like like I said at the top, there's movies that if you're just going strictly based on a film should be on here. And they're high on my list. They're just based on my own personal, you know, preferences and stuff. This was my top 10. I had the favorite very high. Uh, I had um, Roma very high. Into the Spider Verse kept going in and out of my top ten for me. That's that's where we're at, everybody. Um, you're gonna get to see Colin's full list, my full list, exponentially shorter list, <laughs> but nonetheless, you'll get to see basically my middle eight movies. <laughs> <laughs> see where they all fall. And hey, for, but who knows? By then, I might even change my list. I, th- I feel like a Quiet Place is gonna stay at number one, though. Yeah. No, yeah. I. I feel like my top three is set. I could tell that you really liked it when you texted fucking me. Amazing. Yeah. I was yeah, blown away. I'm, but yeah, I'm actually really happy that you liked Annihilation and Hereditary so much because those are very polarizing. Yeah. And Annihilation. I went. But those lo- movies are right up my alley. That's my. That's what I was saying. I was like, you're gonna find out once I get to my top five, like what genres I really. Like, I, I thought you'd like Annihilation. I wasn't sure about Hereditary. I was a little what the fuck at the end. Yeah. But all in all, I still I was like, well, that was crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't think really it good. ruins it enough to the point where I could really like be like, oh, I didn't like that or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I love Satan. So I <laughs> thought that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, suck it, losers. <laughs> <laughs>